I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to The Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Okay, so here we are, the Foyne Jones Show Survival Specials. They carry on. This series is trying to make a difference. We're trying to be, be an air of positivity in a, a dark and troubled world at the moment. Today's guest is going to be familiar to, to many of you. He was a star on the KBB choir, probably the best turned out singer in the choir. Oh, Charles okay. Jones, Mick <laughs> Wimbledon, podcast host, dad boss. Welcome to the Point Jones Show. This is the Survival Series. I'll ask the obvious question. I know the answer. How are you, pal? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm good, considering, you know, we're still here. And, uh, yeah, you know, yes, we're crap, we're rubbish. But at the end of the day, we're all still here and we've all got something to be grateful for, to be honest, mate. We are, mate. So should we start by just getting our dogs involved? So yes. I've, got, uh, I've got the puppy Snoop Dog. Milo. Milo Bear, come here. There's, uh, wait, there's a Milo Bear. And Charlie's got Milo Bear. Look at that. He's, he's a little bigger than Snoop Doggy. Yeah. He might turn Snoop into lunch. Look, Snoop's giving me some love, mate. He's never been on so many walks, mate. He's never <laughs> been so popular. We've had the neighbour knock on the door going, does Snoop need a walk? We're like, Jesus Christ. He doesn't even want to go out sometimes. Any excuse for them to go out if they've got a dog, it's all right. <laughs> I know, mate, I know. But, um, but listen, I, I'm quite blessed in terms of that I, I live a commutable walk from my office. It's not too far. I make sure I'm doing the distancing, but with everyone else from the family at home, you know, 21-year-old and 18-year-old and the missus, having me in the mix is not a good idea. So I've been walking into work. None of my staff are here. Uh, it's a lonely place. So recording these podcasts are a kind of a glimmer, a glimmer of hope and a glimmer of positivity. From a Charlie Jones perspective, mate, sure. uh, what's been the real impact of, the, of, of COVID-19 for you? Oh, mate, where do I start? So, um, first of all, my mum, uh, she was diagnosed with lung cancer just before Christmas. She lives down on the coast in Eastbourne. Um, and, of course, that means I can't go and see her. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't get down to see her as much as I'd like anyway because because it's a long way away. I've got a wife and a kid and a, a job and, you know, it's, it's hard. But um, it's when someone takes something away from you that you feel it the most. And luckily, she's got some people around her down there that, that are looking after her and helping her out and doing a bit of shopping for her and that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it, it's tough. You know, she got the letter from the NHS the other day saying she's high risk. She has to stay indoors for 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, and so we're just trying to bring her into the fold, making sure we're talking to her. You know, I talk, call her now two, three times a day some days just to, just to keep in touch with her and make sure she's got contact as well um and then financially mate i mean you know if you've listened to anything that i've said on my own content uh i'm not someone who's got a lot of money uh, i have a good job um but we have no savings we have no credit cards no loans we rent our home uh and we live paycheck to paycheck mate and my wife was put off work uh, at the beginning of last week, because our childcare closed down, that's straight away uh, a loss of income. Uh, and 
for me, uh, financially, obviously things have changed massively because nobody's buying kitchens right now. Uh, March was supposed to be the biggest financial year for the business. And, um, you know, a big part of my earnings is commission. Without that, it's, it's, it's tough. Very tough, mate. It's, it's, it's really difficult, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I share a lot of that. I think the... You know, the impact on those most vulnerable is, is terrifying. And whatever else happens, you know, the welfare of, of, of your family and those closest to you, your staff, is the most important. We've, we're lucky in a way that, you know, we, we have always worked remotely. I've always had people working from home. So the technology was in place. It was good to go. But the, the brutal reality from a Foy and Jones recruitment perspective, and, and I'm actually, I actually tell the truth. I know there are some sectors that, are continuing to recruit they're doing it remotely yeah, yeah. we all bar two of our projects are closed down they're on hold they're on indefinite hold i don't know whether they're going to go again we've got some meetings still taking place for our video platform but the reality is they could be delayed or extended start dates i don't even think they'll get to offer yeah. so we've had a catastrophic effect on our trading in the medium to long term yeah. in the short term i'm dealing as a business owner with people now for whatever reason, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just putting it out there. People are deciding not to pay their invoices on time. You know, some are communicating and I thank them for it. Others are not communicating. And when you're doubling down on your own finances, you're, you're taking it to people. Last week, I went through one of the most painful exercises you could ever do. I, I actually looked at all of my outgoings, all of our business outgoings, everyone we pay, all my personal outgoings. And I, you know, I cancelled direct debits. I reached out to everyone and saying my intention is to pay you all. You know, I've got no intention not to pay you. This has affected us emotionally. It's affected us in trading. We will get through it, but please bear with us. Yeah. I've got to say, I would say 65 to 70 percent of the responses we've had have been really, really good. They've been sympathetic. They've been understanding. Some have been really disappointing and some of the responses that were disappointed are from companies you you wouldn't expect it because their presence and their their branding and the content they put out there is uber supportive yet behind the scenes they're being being quite cold and clinical now it's only hey, we've seen days. a lot of that though with different companies you know oh, mate, we'll, come, we'll come on to that well, just text you about yeah. what i shared with you yesterday mate but you know i think the I think the reality is we, we are all, all are in uncharted waters. We don't know what's coming next. We've got to get through it. We're lucky, I guess, in a way. We're a small business. We will get access to the grant, okay? That's going to give us an injection of capital. That capital's got to be managed. The, the furlough worker scheme, which I know is going to be relevant to yourself and, and some of your colleagues, yeah. I'm going to be able to hopefully offer that to people that, that were going to be affected. You know, I was going to have to make changes here. Claire, Claire was going to, going to take some time away. Callum's hours going to be dramatically reduced to, to there. And we're going to try and battle through. There is some optimism out there, but it's it's tough, isn't it? So as a as a family, I've got, you know, I've got relatives that are, that, are, that are really isolated and lonely and we can't get to them. It's tough on the emotions to manage it, isn't it, Charlie? It really is. Massively, you know. Um, I mean, we are, look, I don't own the business I work for, as you know, I manage it, but I'm a dad. I, I run that business. Um, I've been there for six years. I feel like it is as much my business as Ryan's. Uh, I, I'm a dad. I've got a family to support. Um, we've got staff, you know, again, I don't own the business, but they're my team. And you yeah. want to support everyone. You don't want to let suppliers down. You don't want to let customers down. 
And as you said, we are in massively uncharted territory right now. We are getting new information every day. We're making decisions on the fly. Um, and well, hold that, mate. One second. One second. Sorry, Charlie. That's all right, Pete. I was just recording Snoop Dogg as he came up yeah. to the screen there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You can share that. I was being optimistic. The phone rang. This is this is where companies get it wrong, right? Okay. Um, that was my existing phone, internet, VoIP, broadband provider. You right. know, they manage all of our stuff, right? So we've got the, the phone works on the mobile and everything like that. We've got all that. They were ringing up to sell me a service I've already got. <laughs> At this time? That's the fifth time in the last two weeks they've rung me to sell me something I've already got. Do you know, I got an email. Um... I don't even know what this, I don't <laughs> was a laugh or cry. It's not the kid's fault. He was a really nice lad. Yeah. You know, I, I got all excited. I thought, well, my office phone's ringing. It's a, it's a vacancy. I, I got an email on for, to, to, to what day were. I got an email on Monday from a magazine that shall not be named, uh, not one that we haven't advertised with before, uh, messaging me saying, hey, obviously everyone's at home right now, so they're spending more time reading magazines. Why don't you advertise in the May edition? Hang on a minute. We're in, we're in March. Obviously, they're planning that far ahead. But why are they, you know, out of the blue, cold email, come and advertise in the May edition because people are, are reading magazines. Like That's not thinking about businesses. That's not being moral for your customers, you know. Um, and, and as you were and saying before. That's what, and that's what you were saying before the phone went yeah. You were saying, you know, you've got, you've got this moral obligation to do the best you can for your team. Sure you, you're with them every day. That you, you spend more time with them. You spend probably equally or more time with them. You do your own family. Yeah. So, so you know, the, the right people out there give a shit, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I, I, whether I should say this or not, I'm going to because I found it out this morning. I was disgusted. I tagged you in a little post this morning, Pete, didn't I? Uh, I saw on LinkedIn that a very large UK kitchen company that was just named the number one employer in the UK after being told about the furlong. Uh, the furlough, sorry, uh, scheme has sacked 600 employees around the UK. How, how's that? How's that okay? How's that acceptable? Did you, did you, did you see the script? No, I've actually seen. If you go through some of my feed, I've I've actually seen the script, right? Which they actually sent out to to the line managers having to do it. You know, it was either come in, sit down, or welcome to the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like it was line by line what you have to say to people. It was absolutely horrific reading, mate. You know, and, and let's be honest, everyone now knows it's Ren Kitchens. Piers Morgan's with Piers. Piers was talking about it on GMTV. I think they've got ITV and Sky News outside their office. Up oh, in, sure I've been I mean, look, I've I've been... I didn't want to say, I don't want to come across as being uh, bitter towards a, another kitchen company or anything like that, but it's disgusting. They have, not... they have absolutely no skin off their nose to support those staff using government help it's not even their own money you know they can support every one of those staff this is a time when people aren't getting jobs you've just told me 47 projects have been cancelled now how are those people going to go and get jobs the, the jobs aren't out there i was i was it's exchanging disgusting messages. i'm sorry I was, exchanging, I was exchanging messages with a lot of those affected last night yeah. and it was getting it was coming on top mate it was, <laughs> i was getting i was getting direct messages here i was getting yeah. comments on there and I was like right okay we can, we, we're going to see what we can do. And what, what I am going to be doing is I'm going to be inviting anyone affected, not just 
from Rem, mm. from other businesses, to to come on to some like video webinars with me, where I can go through some of the basics. You know, you can do this, you can do that, you can do this. It's a great that idea. Will give them, that will give them a better CV. It will give them a better online profile. But we also tell them what they can be doing online to start conversation, reach out to people, engage with people, yeah. and then you know give them the tools to to not just rely on a recruiter to make approaches, but to let people know they can do temporary work, yeah. part time work, immediate work. Now, we may get something out of that further down the line. We may not. But we, we, one thing we are blessed with at the moment is a bit of time on our hands, Charlie. Wow. So we can, we can try and do that as best we can. But, but it was horrific to see that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, for people listening, if you are an ex-REN and one of those 600 in REN or your job has been, has been a victim of what's happened, Foy and Jones are going to be doing what we can. I've got, I've got industry leaders and big businesses that want to work with us on that. And even if it's giving someone a couple of days of work here or some stuff here where they need support, if you're fit, well, and able to work, and you take the right welfare measures in terms of distancing, we're going to carry on trying to introduce people because um, that's 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 all we can do. You know, that's all we can do. I, I want to be in a position from a Foy Jones perspective, when when this is over, and I'll quote Richie Sunak again, I did it at the start of my, my podcast with Stephen Johnson, but it will be over. I want to be seen as someone that people think, you know what, they gave a shit, they tried, they did the best they can. Wow, they went through some pain. But you want to be someone that people remember positively, don't you? Of course. I mean, you've probably seen some of the content I've put out recently on the personal side of things. And every day is about what are you going to do with the time that you've been given now? You know, um, at the very least, if you're working from home, you just earned probably a couple of hours a day that you would have spent commuting. What are you going to do with that time? People need to be planning now to come out of the trenches swinging when this is over uh, and ready for whatever opportunities are on the other side. And there will be opportunity. There, there, there has to be. And, and I think the, you know, if we get to a vaccine led situation, you know, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to start being able to get the economy back in face. But the, the, gov the government has taken unprecedented steps with the, with the 80% of salary. Mm. You know, there is going to be access to grants for certain businesses of different sizes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm told by everyone we will qualify here. And if we are, that's going to be the difference. We are the same. You know, that's going to make such a difference. Then, then you start looking forward. I think we will wake up to a different world. I think the way we talk to each other, treat each other, engage with each other will be different. You're going to remember how you're treated by people now more than any other point in your lifetime because we are in an invisible war. We've got the biggest challenge of our generation – it's nothing probably since the Blitz, because the World War II was afar, yeah. right? But the Blitz was on your doorstep. We were getting bombed. We were getting attacked. So right now we're being attacked. It's a health crisis. It's no one's fault. We've got to try and get through it. Um, what are you doing, Charlie Jones? What are you doing to keep yourself positive? Have you set the alarm clock back to 3.30 instead of 4.30? Or are you, <laughs> you having a tricky night now? No, no not at all. I, I still wake up between 3 and 4 every morning. Um, routine is really important to me. Uh, I mean, as I say, we're going to be working remotely for the next few days, certainly until the 1st of April, at which point uh, we'll, we'll be furloughing ourselves uh, because there is no work. Um, but to keep positive, we're just trying to put some good content out there. We're talking to customers. We're communicating communicating with them daily uh, and you know if we can do something for someone 
we will. And that's that's all we can do. We don't know what it will be. We're not making any promises. Uh, we can't guarantee delivery times at the moment. Our factories closed down on Tuesday of last week, uh, which initially was 15 to 30 days. I think we all know now that we could be looking considerably longer than that. Our factories are France and Germany. Um, so for us, we're just working with people and saying, what can we do? How can we help? And And that in itself, being able to try and help someone else, it keeps us going in the interim. I remember when when I recorded the Dad Boss the Dad Boss podcast with you just a few weeks ago. I mean, that seems like an eternity. Doesn't it, it seems just? Like a lifetime, doesn't it just? It seems mate. like a lifetime away, mate. But I remember when we recorded that, right? And he's now got this involved. But I mean, you know, <laughs> but Snoopy's trying his best for the benefit of those not in this video call. Snoopy's trying his best to disrupt this podcast. But but you know, we spoke about the challenges I faced coming out of the recession of two thousand and nine, yeah. and how that how that hurt me emotionally and physically, emotionally and financially and the scars. Now I come through that and I'm a better person for coming through that. Some of that, yes, I didn't know. I didn't cause the bank crisis. I didn't cause the, the, the world to stop building. You know what I mean? Banks to stop lending, but going into it, I was young. I was very exposed in terms of my borrowings, the way our business model was working right now. I'm probably leaner, meaner, more humble, you know, it's much more manageable, but this hasn't been caused by anyone in the economy, in business. We are fighting a war against the virus, which is going to wipe people out. It's going to, you know, someone we know or close to or have been associated with is going to lose their life. That's fact. That suddenly becomes scary, doesn't it? Very. I mean, I, you know, my mum, again, I, I, it's the first person that pops into my mind when I think about this because... Uh, or, or, you know, or the, our next door neighbours are older. Um, you know, we've got people around us that we all know. That I was on the phone to an elderly customer of ours just um, not yesterday, the day before, and thinking, God, you know, she's she's just turned eighty something, and it, yeah, any any one of those people can be affected. And it's when I think that someone knows someone who's been affected, that people are actually going to start taking this more seriously. Look, Peter, you've seen as much as I have, a lot of people still aren't taking this seriously. People still comparing it to the flu and other things. You know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, our governments wouldn't be doing what they're doing if this was something that you can compare to the flu or a common no, cold. I mean, I, I, mean, you know I, mean, I mean, I mean, you know, the shielding is the shielding is really important. You know, the, the 1.5 million high-risk vulnerable people to be shielded, protected, whether that whether that's through the army doing the deliveries, and you, you know, your friends doing it, whatever, that's important. The mobilisation. Of two hundred and is that is that Milo? Is that yeah, I was just wondering if you could hear that. Yeah, that's Milo. Yeah. So between the two dogs, they're doing their absolute best yeah. to make this difficult. We should, we should just we'll get them on tomorrow. On their own <laughs> dog cast, mate. Dog cast. I, mean? I love record, it. Yeah, we just record it and we just put them out. We just put a camera on it for a I bit. Get more listeners than me and you put together, mate. It'll, it'll definitely get more likes, mate. Will it? It'll definitely get more. I put a picture of me and Snoop out in the sunshine, right? Just just out there, right? Just long. I put a snipe put out saying, you know. Richie's done his speech, the sun's out, I'm walking the dog, I suddenly feel a bit more positive. It went through the Richter scale, right. mate. I put something out about, you know, we're struggling with recruitment, no one really oh, cares. But, 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 why, but why should they, mate? That, that's my world, and they're, they're my problems, right? They're my problems. Um, I think from a, from a personal perspective, you know, we've got to try and do what's best for ourselves. We've got to, we've got to stay healthy. We've got to stay fit. So let's kind of break that down a little bit, mate. What what's your routine look like at the moment, Charlie? Well, it's a little, what's your what's your day like? It's a bit of a change because um, 
I can't go to the gym at the moment, which had become a very big part of my day. Um, but yeah, I'm up between three and four. Uh, I get straight into some dad boss stuff, which is really important for me. Um, and with that, I'm trying to do my daily video. I'm trying to put some positivity out there and get people thinking about how they can turn this negative into a bit of a positive situation. And to be honest with you, Pete, even just doing that helps me stay a bit more positive because I know it gets me into the right mindset. Um, and then it's out for a walk with the dog because, you know, he's got to be out. And uh, with the way people are at the moment and the way people are, Unfortunately, still a lot of people aren't paying attention to distancing. I want to do it nice and early in the morning. Um, and then, to be honest with you, my little girl at the moment, she knows I'm at home. So she's waking up very early. So we're trying to figure it out between me and Vanessa. Uh, and then I've got my little office here set up at home. And it's straight into doing a normal day's work. And I feel like I'm at work when I'm in the office. I, I have worked at home before. I used to do a lot of jobs where I was based from home and, and we'd be out and about. So for me, the working from home thing isn't hard, but what's been a challenge is having a two-year-old kid running around when you're both at home. And it doesn't matter if you know one of us is looking after and the other one's trying to do some work or whatever. A two-year-old kid is a two-year-old kid <laughs> and they want a lot of attention. My, 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 my wife's working from home and she's got like a 21-year-old and an 18-year-old there, but they're they, they can, you know, they can almost keep themselves, you know, it, 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 they realise that, that she's working yeah. and she's managing income and calls and everything like that. Um, I'm, I'm, I've never been any good at working from home. And, and, and while I'm still able to safely walk to the office and safely be here on my own, you know, we're, we're okay to keep doing that. The challenge I face, and I think a lot of people in their own businesses will face, is actually having something to do. Yeah. Because normally my, 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 my day, day looks like, business development, talking to people like you and other owners about, you know, what your plans are, if you're recruiting, whatever, this is how we can recruit, how we can support you or managing our live projects at the moment, who this, that, that, that's, that kind of looks good. They look excellent. Wow. Look at this star, you know, so where that's not, ha where that's not happening. Come here, come here. Come on, come on, come on. Where that's not happening, um, come on, mate. So someone dare walk by? How dare they? Hey, he met a swan for the first time this morning. That was oh, fun. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, but but, but, where, but where, where you're having to change the game somewhat is coming up with, with ideas where some of them are fun, like the KBB choir. Yeah. Other and I love that, powerful. by the way, Pete. I, I, I absolutely loved the KBB choir. Um, I think it was a great idea just getting some people together. One, it, 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 it was a bit of fun to do it, you know, and it broke up what was already a, a rough situation. It was a little bit of fun in, in a tough time. Uh, and two, that day when it was released, I was sitting there in that morning and, you know, thinking excuse me, I'm going to fuck, this is going to be a rubbish day ahead. Uh, and uh, and then that came through and I got to share that and it was a bit of fun and, you know, it made some people smile. I, I, I will survive. It was, you know, I wish I could take all the glory for it, mate. It was Tony Robson's idea. Well done, Tony. Tony's a good so it was Tony's idea. Um, he came to me with a few singers already. I mean, him and his missus were stars of the video with their dancing and everything anyway. Do you know what I mean? Um, Callum did Callum Church. You know, you did a brilliant job. He knows that with, with the editing and the production. He was working with some challenging content there to turn yeah. that to turn that into something which which in, in some way resembled resembled a, a song or sounded like a song. But but we do want the industry to survive. We want KBB to survive. We want to come on so 
have as much fun as we can during the most difficult of times. But it's also, I think, for me, and I'm going to put this in every episode, we have to have support mechanisms and support networks around us where you can talk to people. You can pick the phone up to a fellow business owner or, or a friend or a colleague and sound off and feel sad and say it's the world's ending. Because I go from two or three hours of positivity to a couple of emails or calls where, you know, you just take a whack after a whack and you think somehow I've got to lift myself. I've got to walk through the front doors at home. Or I've got to be on a video call with my team saying that this is what we're going to do. So I'm now trying to be very conscious about what I put my time into because I don't want to overcommit everything and not be aware that I need my business to make money. At the moment, and I think for the next three weeks, we just need to ride it out, be calm, and then I'm going to start going again and talking to businesses about you know available talent, what we can do, how we can structure our service to support their needs, and, and listen. And that's and that's another thing doing. I'm doing listening to some of the challenges other people have. You start picking up ideas which you may be able to help. You know, I spoke to I spoke to the owner an owner of a, of a large a large build large builder merchants, and he's he's having some really difficult decisions he's got to make. And I said, look, forget everything else. Those five or six people that you know probably whatever happens are going to either be on. 80% or not, you know, it's challenging from some attempts and whatever. I said, what about I give them all, you know, hour of my time, whether some of them join me as a webinar, whatever. I said, just talk to them about, you know, what they can be doing in the future, assess their CVs. He said, would you do that? I said, yeah, I'll do that. You know, I, I can do it. I've, I've got some experience in it. I'm, you know, I'm relatively okay in terms of people's mental well-being, but I don't want to go too far down that route, but I can help them and put them in touch with people if they need support. Mm. But more importantly, I can try and, give them some advice on how they can help themselves, what they can be doing. He said, look, if we can come up with something like that, you know, tell me how much time you put in and, you know, we will come up with a, a structure and a fee or a way of remunerating you. I went, look, great. That's, that's fine. If there's something there, it's, it's just a, but it's just that glimmer of life. I'm thinking that those sort of conversations are, are combining everything I'm passionate about to help someone. If I just do it and help someone, it's great. If I do it and we can turn it into some form of outside of the box recruitment support or redundancy support, that's great as well. And that's that's all I'm trying to do at the moment is come up with different and more positive ideas. Because if you spend, I mean, Holly did it earlier. If your whole day is chasing payments, telling people we can't pay until we're paid, trying to negotiate payment holidays, you know, it, it's, it, it becomes, becomes so bleak, draining and time-consuming. And, and you just actually want to – you just don't know what to turn next, do you? Do you yeah, know what it's I mean? true. I mean, we've, we've, we're trying some new stuff at the moment because um, you'll know for a kitchen company, our showroom is our product. Um, but uh, at the moment, just for these next few days before, to be honest with you, all the work – pretty much closes up um we have we are trying some remote presentations and that's how i'm set up to be doing this with you here now um it, we're testing the water with it there's a couple of customers literally two who want to see their kitchen obviously we can't have them in the showroom so we're going to do it over skype as a video call share the screen with them show them the 3d software uh and you know, that may for us open up a new avenue when all of this is over, because that gives us the opportunity to work with perhaps property developers who are further away. Um, it gives us the opportunity to work with people who can't get to the showroom so easily. And it opens yeah. new doors. Um, this, this, this crisis, Charlie, it has woken the country, the population up to modern technology. To be honest with you, Pete, we you needed I mean? it. 
we needed to be woken up in a lot of different ways, I think. And, you know, there's a lot of tough things happening right now. There's a lot of difficult situations. But on the other end of this, as I said before, is going to be opportunity. And we don't even know what half of that looks like yet. A lot of that is going to uh, present itself over the coming weeks. And if people are open-minded and ready for those opportunities, then they might find themselves doing something they never imagined. No, spot on, mate. Spot on. So, so just going back to the, so going back to the day yeah. job, Charles Jones. I know you as the, as the manager of Smith right. in Wimbledon. It's your baby, it's your business. Your, your passion for that comes through, whether it's your videos, whether it's your content, whether it's just been getting to know you and getting, being lucky enough to recruit for you. You're not, you're not the first showroom that said they're doing, just showing their designs online, they're doing the virtual tours. That's amazing because if you fast forward to, you know. I don't know, a year's time and you've got three or four people you want to get into their house to do it, but you can't and whatever. All of a sudden, you're using technology to Absolutely. help you, aren't you? Yeah, you know, look, for us, our products, there is some some very unique things about it and I'm not going to start selling the product on here, but um, we need someone to visit a showroom at least once. But after that, yeah. what this is teaching us is that actually, as long as they've been in once and seen it and, and, and felt it and touched it, after that, we can do all of this. All of this. Mm. Um, and, and as I say, you know, opening up the door to developers who are further up north and things like that, because we can we can get it up there, but we don't want to be traveling up there. They don't want to be traveling down here. So, yeah, it, it's teaching us a whole new world and it's teaching us to be more flexible in our approach. We've been quite rigid in how we do things. And, um, you know, this is one of those times that teaches you to, to be more flexible and to uh, and to find way, different ways of working. Charlie, so I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you live on the podcast, so you're probably going to have to say yes anyway. But when we get some, when we get some of our webinars lined up and the video conferences, one of the things I want to do is I don't want it just to be okay. me, you know, because if it's just me or Holly and some of the team talking, it might be really good if you could join one or two of them, only you know, for 20 minutes a week or something like that. If we've got some people that are affected, maybe from Ren or maybe from other businesses. Just talking to them about what you look for when you're recruiting Love designer, to. what advice you would give Absolutely. them. Because then, you know, because it's you don't want to. For me, the best way for people to learn is to share advice and share opinions. So we have a perception of some businesses recruit that way, but we we always say to the job seeker, no, no, there's no given how to prepare for an interview or how to how to bring your portfolio. So listening to what you would look for if you were bringing someone into your business and. You know, the challenges you face, but what you'll be looking for from staff when you go yeah. again, you may say, well, one of the must-haves will be embracing video technology, being, being confident face-to-face -face and over a Skype-based platform. And it'd just be good to get you involved in that, mate. Can I count I, you in? I'd love to do it, mate. Happy to do it. And, and just on that, Pete, right. you know, if anyone is listening to this who's in that situation, um, I think... You know, having a daughter, it's, I, I always think about what's the one thing above anything else I want to teach her, and I think it really applies, and that is even more so now. It's adaptability. Um, the, what, the number one skill that anyone can have at the moment, I think, is adaptability, and uh, if they can, they'll be able to overcome whatever the next version of this situation will be, and it will happen again in the future. There will be another thing. 
Uh, I, I asked my, I'm asking my guests at the end of the podcast to just sort of give some a few words of advice, mate, because we want to keep me short and punchy. This morning, you know, the, the gentleman had on, the, you know, he's, he's a really good sort of mentor, advisor guy, and he was saying, look, business owners, self-employed people, they need clarity of thought. They need to be supported, reassured. They need to be able to find help. But above all, they need to adjust everything they're doing to be kindness, to, to show kindness and be compassionate because, you know, someone will still want a kitchen. They might not want mm -hmm. it now. But, you know, you, we can't fall out over that. We've got to overcome that and decide that when they do want one again, they remember you and they come back to you. From a um, – and it doesn't matter what way you want it. It could be a business perspective. It could be a personal perspective. If you were going to summarise everything right now to give people two or three words of advice, what would it be from you, Charles Jones, from the heart, mate? I think that the first thing we have to do is remember that every single one of us is in this same situation. You know, you will be – you will be – of course, you're going to be a bit selfish. You're going to want to look after yourself, but you've got to remember other people are in it too. And if we all just work together and we all give up a little bit and we all give a little something to each other, um, then we will all come through this together and we will all be stronger on the other side of it. And, and it really is as simple as that. Just just give a little something, whatever it is, a bit of time, um, a bit of help, a bit of advice. Just just give something and it will come back to you. So, so number one, remember we're in yeah. it together. Anything else? Um, God, I mean, I could sit here and give a million things, but um, yeah. just just remember that this will end. You know, there's, there's yeah. a really uh, a really interesting saying that says, "When you're going through hell, keep going." Um, you know, yeah, sorry, it was a Winston. Winston. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, I think that's really relevant right now because everyone's feeling like it. But you will come out the other side. You will come out stronger, and just be open-minded to the opportunities that are out there because there will be some that we haven't even thought of yet. Uh, and, and I think if I could add one more to that, and, and, I'm, and I'm putting this in everything because it's something I believe in. I know you believe in it. You know, I've been in dark places before. You've been in dark places before. We all have. You know, it happens. But you have to keep talking. It's good to talk. You have to share how you're Massively. feeling. You cannot deal with, you cannot deal on this on your own, whether you are a showroom manager, designer, a cab driver, you know, you run a bookmakers, you, you own a multi-million pound business. You're not alone. You've got to be able to talk and share. And that's what this survival series of podcasts is about, mate. Charlie, yet again, you've been a brilliant. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We, we, need to get like, we need to get like a match ball like I do on Soccer AM, mate, because, yeah, you've been on the Foyer Jones show. I've been yeah. on Dad Bosch. You've now been on the survival series, mate. It's been really Thanks, good, Peter. Charlie. Thank you. No for worries, Pete. Thanks for having me, mate. So that's the end of the show. We're Foyer Jones. Stay safe, keep healthy, be positive, because together we will get through this.